The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. going on everybody welcome back to talking the star um you know connor you know couldn't be here with us today he went to the dallas cowboys game you know against the denver broncos in dallas and uh they lost obviously they lost pretty handily and so because connor was there we feel he was bad luck he's not allowed to talk about the team on a podcast until they win again so we didn't allow connor here you guys have, you know, me, myself, Dalton Miller, and Cole Patterson here with me to to co-host this bad boy. And we're going to go through the rest of their schedule, kind of map out what we see from them going the rest of the year. And then we're going to talk about the uh, some of the other top teams in the NFC, maybe figure out if, uh, if the Dallas Cowboys can still compete for the number one seed in the NFC. First of all, Cole, how are you doing? Yeah, doing pretty well, man. Uh, I'm I'm with you. I think we need to blame Connor for that disaster of a performance. You know, he picks this one game to go to, and it's like Dak Prescott forgot how to read defenses. The defense couldn't stop a nosebleed. I don't think that's a coincidence. So, and then he conveniently uh, misses the podcast right afterwards. Who does I'm to take the heat for it? Um, but yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm doing a lot better today than you know. It's obviously Sunday afternoon. Uh, I think we were all pretty, you know. Uh, caught us all by surprise, but yeah, do, doing pretty well. You know, the fall weather's coming up. Um, out here in Texas, you got the high school playoffs coming, so doing pretty well. Uh, obviously, excited to talk about Cowboys football. How are you doing? Yeah. You know, I'm not doing too, too bad. It, it was tough to watch him lose this weekend, but you know, like I've talked about before, I, I do the power rankings all day on third or on Sunday. So mm-hmm. I don't ha- really have to process anything until afterwards. And I, I went back, I didn't even watch the film this week. I just, I just didn't, didn't, didn't want to do trash, it. Huh? I just wanted to get mm-hmm. away from that game and get on to the next couple of games. And I mean, we might as well just start into it. Let's, let's go. The Atlanta Falcons. How are you feeling about this team? Because it's one that that started off the season. Uh, they they were really really struggling, and it doesn't mm-hmm. seem to be that way anymore. They're back to uh, four and four, and they actually today would be the number seven seed in the NFL. Were the season to end today? 
Yeah, like you said, the Falcons, how they started the season, you know, you thought they were going to be in a discussion for that top pick along with, you know, the Texans, uh, Jets, whoever, or yeah, whoever's down there at the, or up there at the top, I should say, uh, you know, battling for that first pick. And then they've kind of turned the table to turn it around, you know, Arthur Smith getting some things going in his first season. Uh, Cordell Patterson went from like a couple weeks surprise to, hey, man, they might have something with him there. Um, Kyle Pitts, they figured out how to use him and he's emerging. Uh, so yeah, they got some talent. Um, I don't, I think this is obviously a team, at least on paper, that you should feel confident about beating um, if you're the Cowboys, but it's not a team that they can, they can't do what they did last week, obviously. They can't go into that game thinking, uh, hey, we're the better team, we have more talent, because they obviously do, but as we just saw, they could be beaten by anybody. Um, and I'd, I might argue that. Atlanta might have a you know more explosive or more terrifying offense um, if you're the Cowboys just because of Matt Ryan he's still playing pretty well you got a vertical threat in Kyle Pitts you have Cordell Patterson who um, can beat you in so many different ways um, so I'm I'm not gonna say I'm overly confident because I I will say that the Falcons do have the Falcons can very well come in in Dallas and beat them like I will say that um, but this is a team this is an opportunity for Cowboys to make a statement, maybe get back on track. Um, Cause I'm sure we'll get into it. They do have a couple, you know, bigger games coming up. Yeah. The Falcons uh, have really kind of turned everything around. Matt Ryan started off the season playing really, really poorly um, and has, you know, kind of figured out how to be effective and to be efficient in Arthur Smith's scheme. They're still not getting, Kyle Pitts as involved as I would like to see. I mean, I'm watching Kyle Pitts out there when he is, does get targeted, um, just absolutely dominate defenders. So I think that getting him to be a, a more, you know, volume heavy uh, receiver w- would be what I would be trying to do in that passing attack. And, you know, from a Cowboys perspective, you know, I, I want to see them, you know, use Micah this week as, you know, a legitimate off ball linebacker to, to follow Cordero Patterson around um, and then on top of that, watch Trayvon Diggs match up against Kyle Pitts on third downs every once in a while, um, because I think that's the the guy that you really have to look for. Now, you know, we're, we're not really going to get into it, but, you know, Trayvon Diggs got to play better, too. And that's just flat yeah. out the way that it is. He has not played well uh, in recent weeks, and this isn't uh, he gets interceptions or he doesn't type of deal. He's just been flat out bad the past couple of weeks. He's gone from being a, a calculated risk taker and, and jumping routes to, to being completely undisciplined at times. So we uh, we need to fix that, Trayvon. Um, so, yeah, you know, moving on I after mean, the. Yeah, what's good? No, I, I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just saying, I think it does help it, uh, that uh, obviously we're wishing the best for Calvin Ridley. Hope he's fine. Hope he gets to a state where he can come back to football and all that. But from a pure football standpoint, I think it does help Trayvon Diggs in the secondary that he won't be on the, out in the field. That It's one less weapon um, that they have to deal with. So that's a kind of a game, kind of a matchup where maybe uh, Diggs can get his feet back under him. Secondary can get some confidence um, back. Um, so, yeah, but no, I agree. Diggs has struggled. Uh, obviously, he's a player that uh, was once, I mean, I think everybody would say the defense player of the year. Now, uh, he's kind of letting that slip away. So, uh, definitely needs a bounce back game. I agree. Now, the, the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, they bring a, a little bit different uh, stress to the Dallas Cowboys. They have a, an extremely high-powered offense still. Um, and I know that the past couple of weeks it hasn't been good. But they have weapons left and right. Travis Kelsey, uh, Tyreek Hill, 
Uh, they don't have much in the run game right now, uh, but they have a fantastic offensive line as well. The the offensive tackles can be hit or miss at times, but that offensive interior is one of the best in the leagues. And honestly, uh, Creed Humphrey has been one of, if not the best center in the NFL so far this year. He's been nearly perfect. So I would not expect uh, Osa Adigizua to have a big game against the Chiefs, but Randy Gregory might. Now, what I'm I'm looking for there is to be able to uh, not stop that offense because I don't think if you have a, a Patrick Mahomes that is back to playing like himself, I don't think that's going to happen. But we do have a little bit of a three-green stretch here where he has been playing the worst football of his career, and he doesn't look necessarily comfortable in there. So I'm looking for the Dallas Cowboys to be able to take advantage of that. Um, we didn't uh, pick the games yet. We're going to kind of talk about each matchup, pick each game, pick the record, and then quickly talk about the other teams. Um, but how do you feel about this game overall? Yeah, um, definitely trying to, like you said, you know, take a step back from the Broncos game. Now that that, you know, influence you too much. But I do think you have to weigh how they performed. Um, even the last couple of weeks, um, I think Bobby Bell tweeted a stat where they've only led for 14 minutes in the last three weeks. I mean, granted, um, 60 minutes was with Cooper Rush, a quarterback. Um all of that, you know, so kind of take that with a grain of salt. They did go two and one in those three games, but still, I mean, you know, um, they haven't been playing as well as they did towards the beginning of the year. Um, but they should are just six and two. They got enough talent to get back on track. I think, uh, I think last week was an anomaly. I don't think, cause it wasn't just that Broncos outplayed the Cowboys. It was like, everything was going wrong. Um, that Prescott forgot to check in and out of runs. He was missing open receivers. So I like to see they get back on track. And just for the Chiefs game, you're right. Mahomes has looked uh, pretty awful. If you take his name, if you take his name away, you know, just put a different name other than Patrick Mahomes, just look at his stats, whatever the case is. You don't think this is a guy that's a, that's, you know, the best quarterback in the league. Uh, obviously, he still has that talent. He can flip a switch like that. But for right now, he isn't playing very well, and the Cowboys need to be able to take advantage of that. Um, that will be up in uh, at Arrowhead. So that's a game that's going to be hard, difficult to play in. You know, that atmosphere is, uh, you know, the complete opposite of AT&T Stadium, to be frank. I mean, their fans get really into it. It's obviously outdoors. Uh, it's a tough environment to play in. So I want to see how they – handle that but from an X and O X and O standpoint Cowboys should be able to find some success in that game especially offensively um you can hurt Kansas City uh defense pretty pretty uh, easily uh their secondary has played improved over the past couple of weeks but still um I don't think I don't see how they can match up with the amount of weapons Dallas has uh Michael Gallup should be uh back by then, if he's not playing this weekend, he should be back, uh, you know, fully healthy next week. So that's another option for them to get. Um, we'll see about Clyde Edwards. Alaire saw that they uh, activated him from IR. Uh, but even he, early in the season, didn't look all that great. He had like one or two good games. Um, so I mean, it's it's just a it's weird because when you think of the Chiefs, especially over the past few seasons, you think of a high-powered offense, a uh, team that can't be beat at home. Um, obviously Dallas does have to play well, but that's a winnable game. Um, assuming the Broncos game was an anomaly, that doesn't happen again. They don't play that bad. I, I, I would have to think Cowboys, uh, have a really good shot at winning that game. And, and if we're going to predict the games, then I'll, I'll say Dallas wins that. Hey, we're not predict. We're not predicting them yet. We're going to predict them at the end. 
Gotcha, gotcha. My, my yeah, we're bad just going to talk about the matchups <laughs> egg, right egg, now. Egg, ignore what I said. <laughs> yes, nobody heard that. All right, now the Las Vegas Raiders, obviously their offensive talent is fantastic. They, they've gone through so much this season so far um, to, to try to overcome and to try to make the playoffs in that division would be outstanding for them. And honestly, that defense is performable far greater than, far better than I thought they would this year. I didn't think it was a very talented group to start with. Um, and then they made some some poor decisions and, and you know, uh, one of their guys is is now gone um, in the secondary as well. So I uh, I think that this is a team that the Dallas Cowboys can beat. Um, I, I just think that it's a, a much tougher matchup than I originally anticipated going into the season. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Yeah, um, I can't even. I mean, they've really shown, you know, all that mental toughness over the past few weeks. Uh, it's been well documented, but it's just a football team. They've been uh, playing much better, like you said, than we anticipated. Uh, their defense has taken that next step. Um, Max Crosby looks like he could be a first-team All-Pro at defensive end. Um, he's really getting after the passer. I think that's really helping the defense as a whole. Uh, Derek Carr is playing pretty solid football this season. He's been one of the 10 best quarterbacks in the league um, this year, in my opinion. He's hitting all his targets. Uh, Hunter Renfro's his security blanket. Darren Waller is one of the biggest freaks in the NFL at the tight end position. Uh, Josh Jacobs is a guy that can uh, run between the tackles and hurt you that way. They have Kenyon, Kenyon Drake, who's been emerging over the past couple of weeks as well. If they got him more involved. Uh, their offensive line isn't, you know, they pretty much started completely over at offensive line, but for everything they've had to overcome, they're doing really well. And that's not an easy matchup. We've seen Dallas lay an egg on Thanksgiving day. Um, and the Raiders are, like you said, they're in contention for the AFC West, which you can make a strong argument. It's the best division in football right now. Uh, say what you want about the, the NFC West, but, um, that division is also really, really good. Um, all four teams in that division have at least five wins. It talks about the quality. Uh, you saw how they performed against the Broncos from that same division. Um, but again, like I would like to think Dallas, it's a home game. Um, at that point, they should be rolling. Uh, team should be healthy. You would hope Tyrod's back by then. Um, Gal's already going to, it's going to be in the lineup. That's a game that I, I like to think that their offense is is humming again. Their defense is playing uh, much better. I don't think they're – I think 
as good as Carr has performed, as good as their offense has been, I think Atlanta with, you know, Matt Ryan, Kyle Pitts, those guys, uh, Patterson, and then even – and then especially Kansas City. I think those offenses provide a little bit more trouble for Dallas. But uh, the Oak – or Las Vegas, excuse me, is definitely a team that uh, – that can give Dallas a lot of trouble. Yeah, and then obviously uh, December 2nd, we have the New Orleans Saints coming into town. Um, you know, for me personally, I, I just I, I look at that team and that offense just doesn't have much. And, and now that it's going to be Trevor Simeon, I, I don't see them being able to s- sustain offensive success. They're already running the ball a ton. Um, and now they have Alvin Kamara a little bit banged up as well. And he's been most of their offense so far this season. He is their second leading wide receiver. He's first in receptions. And then obviously he gets about 90% of their carries on the ground. And like I said, they're running the ball a lot. So I think that that's a game I kind of circle on here. And I know that we didn't go through with the wins and losses here, but I really do look at the way that that team is constructed. And I think that that defense can kind of slow the Cowboys down a little bit. I think it's one of the best defenses in the NFL. And I actually looked it up uh, because I was talking about their matchup with Tennessee. The New Orleans Saints have had a top 10 defense every year dating back to 2017. 2016 was the last year where they had a a bad defense and it was very bad. Um, So, you know, for me, I I think that that's a, a team that uh, the Cowboys should probably beat. Now, it looks like we have lost Cole. All right, so the, so the Saints uh, provide, you know, like you said, you already hit on how their offense doesn't really have anybody that scares you, especially if Kamara, Kamara's banged up. Um, we'll see if they sign Odell or something like that, make a move like that. But even then, how much uh, are you concerned? But their defense, man, their defense is – nasty um they got guys that can man up they can get they have guys that can get after the quarterback Marshawn Lattimore is having an all-pro caliber year um so I think the defense will keep that game close I'm talking about the Saints defense of course I think they keep that competitive um is that let me check this is that the one is that down in the Superdome uh in New Orleans yeah it looks like it is it's always tough playing down there uh, that's another. That's a tricky game. Uh, on paper, again, the Cowboys look like the better team, but that's a tricky game with um, the defense, with that atmosphere, playing in that stadium. Um, so I think that's a game that uh, Cowboys Cowboy should win, but uh, it's not going to be easy. Uh, you like to, their quarterback situation uh, doesn't scare you too much, but that defense and everything else uh, provides a big challenge for Dallas. Yeah, and and like I said, when I was doing you know some research, seeing how consistently good that defense has been over the years, despite you know changing personnel, um, and just the fact that defense, you know, there is no consistency year over year. It was really interesting to see how good they've been for so long now. Um, but moving on, you know, they they go to Washington after that. You know, I, I think we obviously expect them to beat Washington. That Washington has a, a fantastic defensive line. Uh, they have talent in the secondary. Uh, the, the secondary has played very well so far this year. There's been a ton of issues. You know, safety play hasn't been very good. Cameron Curl is fantastic, but he's playing a lot, you know, between the slot and safety. And then their linebackers just haven't been able to cover. So they've had a lot of, of issues up the middle of that defense in coverage. Um, and then, you know, guys like Chase Young just aren't getting to the quarterback as much as you would like to see. And obviously they, they uh, 
they pay special attention to him. Um, but with Jonathan Allen and Montez Sweat, Matt Ioannidis, you know, Deron Payne, you really shouldn't be able to, you should be able to get 1v1 situations for your pass rusher. They just haven't really been able to, to get him going. So I am uh, interested to see how that defense performs against this Cowboys offense, but nothing really scares me with them. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, is there a timetable on Fitzpatrick? Is that a game where he could be back for? Is Heineke still going to be the guy? Because, um, like I said, I'm not really too worried about Washington as a whole, but if Fitzpatrick is still, or if he is on the field by then, maybe that provides some a spark for Washington. Obviously, they do have um, Terry McLaurin to get the ball to. Curtis Samuel is there as well. Gibson's been really banged up this season. Yeah. It's been pretty disappointing as just a football fan. He showed a lot of promise this, or last year, but injuries, uh, even they're not even using him uh, how they did last year. You know, McKissick has kind of gotten a larger role. Um, so, yeah, just in general, their defense does have some guys that scare you. They can get after the quarterback. Mata Sweat's banged up right now. Uh, he might be back by then. Um, yeah, that's, that's a game that Dallas will need to uh, stay on track and keep that uh, lead in the division. Yes, and then they have the Giants after that. They go to New York. Uh, they have already played them at home, obviously. And this is another one. This offense from the New York Giants, just there's there's nothing for the, the Dallas Cowboys. And, and it's unfortunate because they have offensive weapons. Um, Daniel Jones looked like he was playing the best football of his career early on. But it, it comes down to that it's a bad offensive line, and there is little to no imagination from your offensive coordinator. And as long as that's the the case, I just don't think that it's going to work in New York. I don't know what's going to happen with Daniel Jones. I don't think Joe judge is going to stick around for very long. So it's, uh, it's obviously unfortunate for them. Um, but their misfortune is the Dallas Cowboys fortune in this case. Yeah. Like you kind of hit the nail on the head. Um, they're not a team that scares me at all. Um, Say what you want with Daniel Jones. He's, I don't think he's a guy that can win those big games. Um, no creativity offensively. Saquon Barkley's another guy that's been banged up all season. Um, they've been playing pretty pretty well, uh, I guess, over the past few weeks. They've improved. You know, they give Kansas City a, a run for their money up in Arrowhead. Um, but, yeah, again, similar to Washington, that's a game that Dallas um, – should win if if they drop that game, it might not hurt them in the standings, but it kind of would, would it would raise some concern for sure. Yeah, um, and then the next game they have, they go back to or they are playing at home versus Washington, so we don't have to go over that. We already know how we feel about them. And then the Week mm-hmm. 17 game, the big one, the yeah. Arizona Cardinals. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I'm interested to see. Um, what the implications of that game is going to be. Is that a game that's going to determine the one seed? Is that a game that Arizona is still battling for that division title to where they need it? Or do they have that locked up to where they can rest Kyler Murray? You know, he's dealing with an injury. DeAndre Hopkins is banged up. But just looking at the game on paper, assuming that both teams are uh, playing everybody, that there's implications and everything, it's if you're a neutral football fan, this is the kind of game you you want to watch. Uh, we talked about it a couple weeks back, just previewing the playoffs. Um, both offenses are you know high scoring, good young quarterbacks, good wide receiver uh, cores, uh, everything you want. 
um, good offensive minds, uh, you know, with Kingsbury and the duo of McCarthy and Moore, everything you want. So I'm really excited for that game. This is a neutral fan. Looking at the Cardinals from a Cowboys st- standpoint, um, you talked about Diggs struggling. That's a game where I could see Kyler and Hopkins really going after Diggs, putting him in difficult situations. Um, Anthony Brown's uh, played improved football this season, but that's going to be another difficult matchup going against, you know, uh, A.J. Green or if they uh, put Rondell Moore, Christian Kirk on the outside. Um, you're hoping if you're Dallas that Kelvin Joseph is up to speed by then because um, uh, if Dallas has the best wide receiver core, then they're up there, then Arizona's definitely not far behind. They have so many options, so many guys to get the ball to. James Conner looks like his young self. Chase Edmonds, when healthy, is a guy that can hurt you in space. Um, and their defense is playing pretty well, too. You know, they lost J.J. Watt, but Chandler Jones is still Chandler Jones. Buda Baker is one of my favorite players in the league from his safety position. Byron, Mur- Byron Murphy's played pretty well, too. Um, I think that's a, you know, we always say it's going to be a high-scoring game. So on paper, it looks like that way. But I wonder if it, I wonder if the defenses have more of a say in that game than we think. Um, yeah, Dallas gets that game at home. Right now, it's a noon game. I wouldn't be surprised if that's flexed out to maybe the Sunday night game, maybe the uh, afternoon game. But either way, it's a home game that could have huge playoff implications, whether whether they're just for that one seed, maybe avoiding that fourth seed so you don't have to play the fifth seed. You know, um, So I'm really excited for that. That's the one that, you know, as a football fan, you should have circled. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that offense is is ridiculous. And I, I've already written um, about Kyler Murray this year. Yeah. Um, he's he's somebody who kind of has to stop himself uh, at this point if he's going to not be successful um, in a you know at the, during the course of a certain game. But he just presents so many issues for defenses, um, and then that defense has really outperformed what I thought they would ever be capable of doing. Mm-hmm. Byron Murphy has played some outstanding football so far this year, and Buda Baker isn't just playing very, at a very high level right now. He's also starting to take the ball away at will as yeah. well. So. Um, definitely some some good uh, play down there. Plus, they obviously have Chandler Jones. They have two very, very young and athletic linebackers as well. There, there's a lot to like about that football team. Um, and then we have, we have the Eagles to end the season. And we, just, we don't even have <laughs> just, They are what, what they do you are. Think, yeah, what do you think Philly is at that point? Uh, obviously, they look like – I mean – they should be out so far outside the playoff race by then, but that seventh seed is looks like to be open for grabs. I wonder if they're able to claw themselves back in. Uh, I wonder what that game will mean for Jalen Hurts. Um, are they going to use that as an evaluation, uh, another evaluation game? Or are they going to rest him because it's most likely going to be a meaningless game? But yeah, I mean, Dallas, uh, when Philly looked like they were at least going to be decent this year, Dallas, you saw what they did. Uh, you know, pretty much they, Dak Prescott fumbling the end zone and, you know, all that kept it from being an absolute, you know, blowout. So, yeah, I mean, there's not a whole ton to talk about. Uh, obviously, from a Cowboy fan perspective, you want to end the regular season by beating Philly. Um, I was talking, it's kind of going back on that Cardinals game. Uh, I wonder how, I wonder if Dak and Zeke played that game. I guess it would depend on the playoff race. Um, but, yeah, obviously, you want to beat Philly in the regular season. All right, let's get to the rest of the NFC. Let, let's look at the standings right now. And it's it's looking like 
we have Arizona at top at eight and one. Green Bay is at seven and two. Tampa Bay is at six and two. Dallas is at six and two. The Rams are seven and two. They're in the fifth seed. Um, and then you have New Orleans and Atlanta right now. Now, I don't think Atlanta is going to stick around. I think that's probably going to end up being Seattle. They're three and five right now, but they're yeah. getting Russ back. I think that they're going to end up making the playoffs um, and be that seven seed. Now, when we look at the the top seed, when we look at Arizona, you kind of have to go through and look at all of their schedules to see what they have coming up as well. Um, because when we look at the Cowboys, you know, we're looking at um, six and six and two right now. I'm going to have them beating Atlanta. I'm going to have them beating the Kansas City Chiefs. That's that's eight and two. And then mm-hmm. losing to the Raiders, beating New Orleans. So they're at nine and three now. And then they beat Washington. They beat the Giants and they beat Washington again. So they are at. 12 and 13 three and there. three, 12 and three. Yeah. 13 and three there. And then they have Arizona. I think they're going to lose. I just, I can't see this team going, going, uh, going 15 and two. It's just, I, it's, there's so they're much talent in the NFC. I think they're going to drop a couple of games. Listen, I could see him dropping Kansas city, Las Vegas, and New Orleans. Like I can see him dropping yeah, two of that. the next, two of the next four, if they don't step their game back up to the way that they were playing to begin the season. Um, and, and so for me, at the end of the day, I think that they probably end up going 12 and five or, or 13 and four, which is really good. But, you know, when you look at these other teams and these other teams mm-hmm. schedules, do you really think that they have a shot of of getting that one seed? Because honestly, like when you look at just Tampa Bay, who has two losses right now as well, they have to face the Buffalo Bills. They have to face the Saints. And that's it. <laughs> they've they've yeah. they, the Colts who have played kind of well and then they have Atlanta again who's starting to play better but they beat Atlanta 48 to 25 earlier this year and it didn't even look like it was going to be that close it's so like for me when I look mm-hmm. at it the Cowboys did need to be nearly perfect they couldn't lose games like they did against the Denver Broncos yeah. still get that number one seed. That's what I think is so difficult. And I do think getting that number one seed is incredibly important. Now it's really going to come down to, in my opinion, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, because I think that you're going to see an inconsistent enough, uh, Los Angeles Rams team to yeah. lose a couple more games. They still have to play green Bay. They still have to play, play the Cardinals again, the Seahawks, the Vikings can beat anybody. And then they have the Ravens as well. The Rams actually have a tough schedule coming up here. And then when you look at Arizona, Arizona still has to play the Rams. They got the Colts, Cowboys, Seahawks. So it's Atlanta or it's it's Arizona for me. Green Bay's got some difficult games too. They got Cleveland. They got Baltimore. Green Bay, they Green got- Bay has a ton of, of really difficult games coming up. So I don't even like look at them as being a possibility yeah. for the number one seed right now. Um, I think that they might end up winning the Super Bowl. Um, but I, I do think that they uh, they need to just more than anything make sure that they get to the playoffs healthy, get some of that offensive line back if they want to compete. Um, but for me, it's the Arizona Cardinals and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and you know, looking at their schedules, looking at our schedule. Now, obviously, if we beat Arizona, that's going to help out quite a bit. Um, yeah. But but we don't have the tiebreaker against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and they have a really easy schedule down the road. I do you see any losses on their schedule that you don't see on the Cowboys. 
Yeah. Um, you talking about Arizona? No, no, no. I'm talking about um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, I think that's the team that's probably going to end up with that one seed, as you mentioned. They have the most, you know, direct route. Um, yeah, because what they, they got Washington coming up. That yeah. should be a win. They got Giants. Like you said, I mean, I don't see Indy beating the Colts, beating the Buccaneers. Um, yeah. So it's really just the Bills. I mean, the Saints do give them trouble. So that's, you know, yeah. obviously a game worth watching. But yeah, it's just the Bills. So say they split Bills and New Orleans, just for the sake of argument, that will give them a third loss. They'd be still sitting in great position. Arizona still plays in that great division, you know, with Russell Wilson coming back. They got the um, Rams again. They obviously got Dallas, so that they got to play Seattle twice. Um, so yeah, so that's the game. But uh, I think you might have a good point for all the for what they did by beating Minnesota without Dak. You know, kind of seemed like gave them a leg up. I it's thought almost it, I like thought it was going to. Yeah, that's what because you know Arizona and Tampa lost that same week. Dak was coming back. Um, from what we knew, it looked like it, Dak was just out for precautionary reasons, nothing else. Um, looked like they got a leg up in the in the, in the conference. Um, as weird as it sounds, it's almost like that loss to, Den- to Denver, despite Denver being in the AFC, kind of ruined all of that, everything they got. Because, like you said, you can't drop that kind of games in this kind of NFC race. For me, um, they, they have a shot for that one seed, an outside shot. I think the bigger deal is – Personally, I think you got to avoid that fourth seed. I think yeah. that's the bigger deal than getting the one seed. I absolutely 100% agree with you. I think that there's five really, really good teams in the NFC. And then after that, it's a very big drop off to the Saints. Yeah. That's that how one, yeah, yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just saying the one seed's like, it's, it's, an, it's a real, impossi- real impossibility. You know, I mean, they have a route to it. Um, yeah. They could, be Las, they could be Las Vegas at home. They could be Kansas City, be Arizona. They can, they can beat anybody. They can beat anybody, but as we just saw, they can also lay an egg. Um, yeah. It's hard to get. It's hard to only lose two games in, in yes, the season. So I just think, like, as good as that one seed will be, uh, one, they're probably behind, you know, Tampa and Arizona, as you mentioned, because of the schedules. And two, that's tough. Four, you don't want to play whoever loses that that division you don't want to have to play arizona or the rams it'd probably be the rams at this point but you don't want to play either one of those teams in that first game um because right now i mean Dallas is going to make the playoffs they're going to be a top four seed because they're going to win it east yeah Uh, i think avoiding finding a couple wins getting above green bay um maybe even getting to that second or third seed is going to be it's going to be huge it's going to be crucial to dallas making a deep run i agree I think that's what they need to do as well because you definitely do not want the Rams at the Cardinals in the first round of the playoffs. Those offenses are very, very good. Um, Don't really necessarily want to see Seattle, but it would be Seattle in Dallas, so I don't mind that one as much. Uh, But that second seed, uh, not to cut you off. No, no, that that second seed is really where you would like to be. Huge. Yeah, obviously. Because one, you obviously avoid the fourth or playing the fifth seed, obviously. But that seventh seed, man, looks is looks like it's gonna be ugly. Whether that's, um, because I, I would think New Orleans probably has that. Because New Orleans is a bit of an island right now. You know, you got the top, top four seed or top five teams. Then you got New Orleans behind those, and then there's like a drop off. 
Yeah. Um, obviously, you have Trevor Simeon, Tayson Hill thing. Maybe that changes things. But for, for right now, it looks like there's a drop-off. That seventh seed is so ugly. It could – It could. I don't see it being a, being a possibility, but it could if, if Philly or – if any of the other teams are able to make some kind of run in the East, maybe they slide in because how bad it is. Maybe Atlanta yeah. throw off some wins. It'll probably be, like you said, Seattle or Minnesota. Um, obviously, you've proven you can beat Minnesota. Seattle is a team that, if they're on, they can scare you. But it's another team that can really lose. They're kind of like Minnesota in the sense they can lose. They can beat anybody. They can lose to anybody. But you yeah. want that. You obviously want that second seed. Um I think that I think you'd be feeling pretty good, but yeah, I think the I think the main objective to just to wrap what I'm saying up is avoid that f- fourth seed at all costs. I think you'd be in a pretty good spot. I think so too, and I think that's all we have for today. I don't think we need to go into any uh, further detail about anything. Is there anything you would like to get off your chest about the Dallas Cowboys or something that you're looking forward to? Yeah, if Connor's listening, I'm begging him not to go to the home playoff game so yes, we don't have another don't. disaster. Please, please don't. Please don't. He was telling me stories. We went for barbecue the other night. He's <laughs> telling me stories about all the crazy stuff that has happened. Like, he's been to all of the wildest moments for the Cowboys over the past, you know, six or seven years of him going to football games. So, Connor, so blame him. stop going to games, Connor. Um <laughs> And that's all I have to say about that. Now, hopefully I get to see the Dallas Cowboys in February in Los Angeles at the Super Bowl. That would be fantastic. Now, everybody, I love you and thank you for listening to Talking to Star. We'll be back next week.